When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now launching. Mackie and Judd. We'll we get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? Here comes Carl Lee. It's right moving. It's done. They came pretty hard there. They ramped it up and we were just kind of almost in survival mode, I think. And we chip it out, chip it out, and we wouldn't have that speed to support. And they'd come right back in, do it all over again. And it's not the way we play. I mean, one thing to chip it out when you know, pucks are bouncing, they're coming hard, but we need that support coming. Up until we had a, a little decent push at the end, uh, we didn't do nearly enough to tend to, to generate offense. We really, it is reflected on the scoreboard, on the shots, and um, we, did, we just—I I thought we had our power play actually moved it around well and had some really good, really good opportunities, but you know, five on five, just not enough to to create offense for us. So let me get this straight, Manny Hill. You've got a new season started last night. Mm-hmm. You've got a new GM to impress, Paul Fenton. You've got a bunch of players who have basically been told, and the Star Tribune wrote this yesterday for the season preview, you're on notice. You are on notice. This is your chance, starting with game one, which, by the way, nobody is hurt. Everybody's healthy. Yep. And from what we saw through two periods last night, well, actually through three, not one thing changed. Not one thing changed. Down to the script, down to the classic wild script of... Totally predictable. Get off to a good start. We come out. We got some jump. We got some jump here. A little, little bit of juice in the engines there, yeah. Then we decide to disappear until the third period when we... The furious rallies, as I began to call them on the morning show with Mackie, when they roar back in. They roar back in. I, honest to God, was watching this game last night, and I know it's game one, but it's the same script, so it doesn't matter. We've been like, seeing this for right. years. So don't don't give me this is game one. Right. This is game 495 of this. There was a point, Manny Hill, when I was watching the Wild last night, and I'm not kidding you, in the second period, if you had taken the jerseys off the players and just said, okay, this is Team A and Team B, I thought it was the Aval- Avalanche playing their alumni team. The Minnesota Wild was night. so slow <laughs> and so plodding and so disinterested. 
that I thought they were playing their alumni team. And now, and I can, by the way, if last night was game 496 of this absolute crap that us us folks that, that watch this team for I don't know why have to put up with, yeah. I'll give you game 497. That's coming up Saturday night. Home opener against Vegas, and I can tell you exactly what's going to happen in said game. 6-2 wild victory. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee they will come out. We'll get the whole, this is our ice. The crowd will be there in their various jerseys, Parisi, Suter, Gabbard. Everybody will be giving them crap for what we saw last night. Absolutely. And, yeah, and then they'll turn on the Jets. Absolutely. And they are going to come out, and they are going to wax Vegas, and then th- this is going to start another season of, and this is where Fenton needs to see this. I think you need yeah. to see this to believe it, because this is not an incompetent, terrible hockey team, but the inability of this cast of characters to change their stripes it's almost impressive. It's so scripted. Well, it's it's almost like it's almost like okay, Paul Fenton sitting down last night and he's he's watching this first game of of his team. Now this is his team that he's running and controlling now, and it's almost like I'm 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 kind of picturing somebody like whispering in his ear. Now watch watch how this goes, Paul. Watch 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 what happens tonight. <laughs> watch what we're gonna see tonight, and then watch what happens. Watch what happens on uh, on the home opener. Watch what happens. Yeah. And then everything goes exactly as as that person predicted. And Paul's going to be like, oh, my gosh, you were right. Yeah. It looks. This, this was exactly what you said it was going to be. The middle 20 minutes last night, <laughs> Manny Hill. I'm not kidding it, well, you. It's been like that for it years. Looked like, it looked like a bantam game against a peewee team. And that yeah. Colorado top line is phenomenal. And I'm telling you, after two periods, I said, okay, you know what? This just might be it. They're old and slow. And then what drives me nuts is the third period. They've got it. That's when they turn it on. Yeah. Well, what gets me too, Judd, is for years, and, and, you know, Mike Yo was not without his faults, okay? But for years, when we would see this sort of thing, it was Mike Yo's fault, Right, like that was that was all on Mike Yo. It was all on him, and he's not getting the most out of these guys, and they got to get somebody else in there. Well, you brought in a different voice, and I think Bruce is a really good coach. He's been a really good coach. His his, his his resume speaks for itself. He's had a lot of success in Washington, Anaheim, now here. So Bruce is a good coach, but we're seeing the same thing. So at one point, at what point do we look at this roster and say this is just who they are? This is it. This, this Fenton is has to see this. Are. Fenton has to see this. Yeah. And then he's going to now. Now, I thought that he might wait an entire season, miss the playoffs, and try to get a draft pick, a higher draft pick. Louis told us yesterday that he thinks if this team starts to play like they did last night on a consistent basis, that they might make changes fairly quickly. I don't know. But all I know is you have to, because the third period and what we're going to see, and I guarantee you, Manny, what we're going to see on Saturday. I'm with we'll, you. They, we'll, are, they are going to wax They'll score the six nice. goals. They're going to wax They'll the score nice, six goals. Yes. And it's going to lull <laughs> us into this false sense of, oh, yeah, that was just two bad periods. No, it's not. It's them. You know what? I was, I grew up in grade school. My mm-hmm. class, my class was known as, in grade school, a class that just talked too much. We, they, the teachers were like, your age group doesn't shut up. And there was nothing they could do. It just, we never shut up. And as a collection, I think the teachers were ecstatic when we finally left school. Well, 
I think what Paul Fenton has to learn and what Chuck Fletcher couldn't bring himself to do was he's got to learn that this collection just doesn't work together. It just doesn't. It's not going to. We're going to get the same scripted thing until they finally start to jettison some of these players. And last night, because we are we are right. dealing with the same, pretty much the same. Let's play this guy. Core of players for like the last six years now. Let's play th- this guy's quote again. They came pretty hard there. They ramped it up, and we were just kind of almost in survival mode, I think. And we chip it out, chip it out, and we wouldn't have that speed to support. And they come right back and do it all over again. And it's not the way we play. I mean, one thing to chip it out when you know pucks are bouncing, they're coming hard, but we need that support coming through. Charlie Coyle, come on down. You were the veteran last night on a third line with um, Erickson Eck and Jordan Greenway. Now, Greenway, I think, is going to be very good, but he's very young. He's very he's new. Uh, Erickson Eck had a terrible game, and he's got a year now, so he, he's got less of an excuse than Jordan Greenway does to have a bad night. But Charlie Coyle's a veteran. The line was non-existent. Manny, they were awful. Mm. They were absolutely, how are you, none of these guys are technically, or or not technically, none of these guys are old. This is opening night. Yeah. So when you tell me it's game one of 82, I'm going to tell you, you're fresh in this game. Like, what's the excuse for coming out and playing that horse bleep in game one? There is none. Now, if you play that poor- Because clearly, I mean, clearly Charlie Coyle's aware of it. Yes, he's on notice. Because he, because he just, he, he just explained it in that soundbite. He just explained it to a T. He's on notice. So it's, it's not like it's not like they don't know what they're doing. It's not like they're not aware. Charlie Coyle at least is very aware. Charlie Coyle's very lucky he didn't get traded in June or July. And his thank you to Paul Fenton was to stand at center ice and say, "Ah, it's game one of eighty-two. I'll take care of this later." Mm-hmm. And then let's let's wrap up this conversation on our favorite hockey team with the poor guy who's got to coach this collection. I thought uh, when we had a sense of urgency in the third period, we were the quicker team. So, I mean, when you're standing around watching plays and you're not moving your legs, you're in trouble. And I thought that in the first two periods, why there was such a great shot discrepancy was because we're standing around and watching them. In the third period, when we were being proactive and going after them, we were coming up with pucks and getting good opportunities. We just couldn't hit the net. Poor Bruce. Proactive. Boudreaux. How about that, How about that word, well, Pro- being proactive? And you know what this is? This is Boudreaux after game one. Wait till he sees this dog and pony show after game 24. <laughs> They're going to be bleeping it out, and it'll be marvelous. But poor Bruce, he's got he's got to be saying to himself, "I really have to go through this. I might get fired, but because the GM's not my guy now, and I really got to put up with this again." Yeah, I I just it, it it's just amazing to me, Judd. Like it's we're we're going on year seven now, right? Of Parisian suitor, yes. And we're this it, it's this it's been the same story with this collection of players for going on seven years now and again it's just one game but the problem with just the problem with saying it's just one game is we've been seeing this right. for the last six years it's not just one game we've been seeing the same story it's so it's so predictable it's not one game it's, it's year so after year after year of of a show and in you can't which, blame it on coaching anymore because you've changed coaches yeah. oh he's he he's not at fault i mean you i mean <laughs> but i'm right right saturday night six goals 
Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. State, they'll, 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 the state of hockey. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll blow out the Knights on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, and one more thing. For, for all... For, all that's good in the name of all that's good in this world. Wild and Fox Sports North. Let's keep the this is our ice commercial to let's say three a game. I'll give you one a period. I saw it 87 times last night. Well, you know, they, these firefighters use water to put out house fires, but when they're not, I mean, they like to also flood the ice by giving for, you a jar of water. For about two and a half Please. years last night, that was Colorado's ice, man. Well, yeah. That yeah. was the avalanche ice for about yeah. two and a half periods. Here's the by question the time to ask. you got to midway through the third period, it was too damn late. Here's the question to ask on a nightly basis when the Wild has a game. Tonight, are you going to have pride when you're on the ice? I'll combine the Gophers and Wild together. Pride on, pride on, ice. on ice. Do you have any pride? Because last night for 40 minutes, there was no pride. There was no pride at all. I have just I watched that though and I thought to myself, poor Bruce, you don't deserve that. I, when I when I saw the the shot differential after two periods, I did immediately think of you like, oh gosh, Judd's has got to be Judd's 32-13. Judd it was Judd's 32. head just has to be boiling right now. It really wasn't. No, I'm so used to it now. In fact, I you know what? You're like numb to it now. I am numb to it. And <laughs> I want I want Fenton to see this so he can come to the realization. That tweaks ain't going to cut it. Yeah, tweaks are not going to cut this. What's they, going I to mean, cut this is making some. You have well, and and they are to the point now because they've been tweaking for yes. six years, and they are now to the point where they have put up with this from certain players for so long that if you trade a player and he goes, if Coyle goes to the Bruins and does well, you know what? That's fine because he's not going to succeed here. He's just not. Yeah. Nino and Coyle combined for zero shots last night. Did they forget how to play hockey over the summer? That's Did they just forget? Good. Oh, that third line was. And you need those the third guys. Line was you need awful. those guys. Well, like the scary thing is, in today's game, you need four lines, preferably all fast. I mean, because I look, I've been saying this for like three or four years now, year after year after year with this team. It's great that you got Parisian Suter, but you, they can't. They can't. You can't just rely on them to do everything. You can't rely on them to be the most, to always be the only two consistent guys on this team. Like you need the other guys to pick up some of the slack. It and, can't be a question every year. Oh, it's, it's, it's either it, it could be Coil one year, it could be Granlin another year, where we're looking and saying, "Well, we need this guy to step up. We need Coil. We need Coil to have a big year." And then the next year, you know, then Coil will have a big year, but then Granlin will have a down year. And then we go into the next year, and it's we need we need we need Granlin to have a big year. We need Granlin to step up, and then Granlin steps up, and then Coyle takes a step back. And like, Parisi and Suter are old. Yes, Parisi played well last night. But if you watched last night's game, Parisi got his butt kicked all game, and this is why I'm concerned. He's at an age now; he's getting cross checked, and he's still Parisi and Jimmy Butler playing style too, are the man. exact same player. Yeah. Parisi and Jimmy Butler are the same guy as far as how they play the game, yeah. which is why a long-term contract to those guys is such a bad idea. God bless them because they're playing style. They play hard, and that makes them star players. It's very admirable, yes. But we like to call it a shelf life, yeah. and it's not long for uh, both. Uh, 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. If you would like to 
as I just did, complain about the wild and or uh, tell me that I'm off base and it's going to be fine. 651-646-8255. TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie will join at 4 o'clock. Collar in at 5 for the football hour. Right now, it's Judd and Manny. And coming up next, we've got some uh, breaking Vikings news as well, and it's not good. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN. Are you ready? Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. We are ready. Now back to Mackie and John. Ready! On 1500 ESPN. And a quick look at your traffic is brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. 94 Westbound, we have a crash uh, in Minneapolis between Cedar and 5th Street. Uh, adding about 12 minutes to your commute, so be on the lookout for that. Join Better Business Bureau at the Torch Awards for Ethics. BBB's Torch Award embodies Better Business Bureau's mission of advancing trust in the marketplace. 14 businesses will be honored at U.S. Bank Stadium on October 24th. Purchase tickets at bbb.org slash Minnesota. TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd, Phil, will uh, step into the studio at um, 4 o'clock. Before we get to the news involving the Vikings and their game coming up on uh, Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles, let's take a couple phone calls on the subject uh, that we were just talking about, the Wilds' effort, or lack thereof, last night against Colorado. Hey, Paul, what's up? Hey, listen, I, you're right on the money about Parisi uh, getting banged around. Yeah. And it, I had a like a epiphany driving along here. You know, he does get the heck beat out of him, but I'm starting and I feel sorry for him because he, he doesn't even react. You know, he doesn't even give a guy a dirty look, you know, and, and what it reminded me of was, you know, Dino Cicerelli used to get his butt kicked, too, all the time. Yep. But he'd turn around and stick somebody in the eye with a stick, or somebody would at least uh, push back. He got incarcerated bit. in Toronto once, if you recall oh, that. Good for him. Flashed the guy. Yeah. Crazy just stands up and skates away. I, I can commit a crime on him, and he doesn't. He doesn't even react. I, I, I don't know. But do you want him to fight? Because if, if he no. fights, that's not necessarily a good no. thing. But it's just a style of play. I want him to at least react and, and make a point to somebody or skate by the bench and say something. Do just do something. He <laughs> doesn't right. do a thing. All, All right, right, Paul, hey. thanks. I don't know if that's going to help. I mean, perhaps he could if he reacts, though. And you, yeah, I, The I goal mean, in 2018 is not to start fights. He just goes to the front of the net and plays a rough style, and because of that, he takes cross-checks in the back. Yeah. And, of course, he's got he a bad just, so He just back. takes a physical beating. I mean, it's not – if he gets up and starts shoving a guy back, I mean, it's not going to keep – that other guy from Not being all. physical with him. I mean, it's just going to, you know, I don't know if it'll make much of a difference. Hey, Steven. Thanks for holding. Hey, Judd. How's it going today? You guys on a Friday here and wet and cold. <laughs> going okay. Yeah, I was right. I, I agree with you. You can't blame Bruce for all this, you know, and I like Ben. I hope, I, you know, I know it's early. You got to give him a little time, but this tweak and crap, I'm tired of hearing that term. Just, you know, all these guys have, they're slow, they're, they have no heart. I just don't get it. I don't. You, you're wasting the best years of Freezy and Suter's careers. All these guys, you signed a bunch of no names I've never even heard of last year of free agency. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I'd say like seriously, I'd love to have a guy like Parnadan, you know, or, or I'm sorry, Panarin, or a guy like maybe William Nylander from Toronto. Yeah, get somebody else here that, that, that wants to play and can score and play and be physical. I see other than just I see other than Freezy, Suter, Stahl, or Zucker. I think any inch should be tradable. I'll, I'll hang up and see what you guys want to think on that. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Steve. I, uh, well, unfortunately, in my opinion, the best years of uh, Zach and Ryan are now gone. 
Oh yeah. There's as you said before, they're they're seven years into these contracts. Yeah. So their best years are gone. It doesn't mean that they can't be productive and good players, but they are the leadership and the work ethic can still be valuable, but you just you need other guys to step up. And I mean and kudos to him for having a great year last year, but you can't rely on Eric Stahl to have to score forty goals for you again this year. I mean, come on. Like what you got out of him last year was Incredible, yeah. At at the state at this stage of his career, so you can't rely on him to to repeat that. I mean, he's still a good player, obviously. He's a number two center. Yeah, you can't rely on him. You center. can't rely on him to give you what he gave you last year again. So you need you need these younger guys. I mean, but they're not. But they're not younger now. See, this, yeah. Well, but that, this that's is what the Fenton, thing is. Like we're six years into this thing. They of, were, of hyping up these guys, and they're just they were the next big thing when yeah. when the Wild upset the Avs in the playoffs way back when twenty fourteen, which think it was. which I believe was Ryan and Zach's second season here. Yeah, because in their first year, I believe they lost. I think they lost to the Blackhawks, Blackhawks in the first in the round. First round yeah. So these guys, what I told Phil after the playoff ouster last spring was the window has closed on Suter and Parisi leading you to a Stanley Cup championship. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean if you surround them now with good players, which is it's going to be tough to do because their contracts are so massive and the salary cap hits so big that they can't be on a championship team. But when they signed, I think the hope was, okay, here are your building blocks to go to a Stanley Cup and potentially win a title or maybe two, like Chicago did. And then one, and, and then you ho- you would hope that one of... Zucker or Coyle yeah. or Granlin would step into that Not sort of that super anymore. superstar type of role. Yep. But it just it it's never materialized. I mean, Zucker's a good goal scorer, but he's not <laughs> You know, he, he's well, not Zucker's Alex a, Ovechkin. Zucker's a good goal scorer in the regular season. That's the the other problem is because of the mentality of this team and and the lack of want to. They can go on really nice regular season runs. Mm-hmm. They do not have the intestinal fortitude in any way to go on a playoff run. And they don't have a guy that, I mean, the Capitals were a really good team across the board last year. Good goaltending, you know, every everything. But Ovechkin, right. like. They don't have that guy. No. I mean, he, he that, guy that guy put that team on his back last year and well, carried them to that cup. Well, you need he a delivered. superstar. Yes, and, and they don't have this. And they thought, I think when Chuck signed him, he thought Zach was going to be, and Zach's not that guy. Zach's an extremely hard worker who made himself into a star through his work, but now he is, he's not completely bro- uh, broken down, but he has certainly had injury concerns, and he's not Ovechkin. But yeah, mm-hmm. if you do look at the team that's, that's what it takes. That have won Stanley Cup titles, you're looking at you're looking at teams that have a number one center and superstars or a superstar, mm-hmm. and they don't. Let's get to some uh, breaking Vikings news. This just came out in about the last hour or so, and let's see if I can work the wizardry here of the button bar to play this soundbite from Mike Zimmer. Feel good about Mike. Mike's a uh, you want me to do it? I can do it. All right, do it. Smart. Uh, let's see. I feel good about Mike. Mike's a, uh, I think he's going to be a, he's a good football player. He's tough. He's smart. Um, yeah, I feel good about him. That Mike that Zim is referring to is rookie Mike Hughes, who will be starting outside a cornerback on Sunday because for all of you who don't like Trey Waynes, well, his concussion has already gotten him declared out for Sunday's game. 
So your defensive backfield, at least in, in the nickels and corners on Sunday, Mackenzie Alexander, I'm guessing, is going to have to play the entire game inside no matter how bad he screws up. Xavier Rhodes outside, which he has not been great th- this year, but I think that should be absolutely fine. And Mike Hughes, a rookie outside against Carson Wentz and the Eagles. Trey Waynes will not be playing. I uh, M- Manny Hill... Unlike Matthew Collar, I think Phil is on this train as well. And Patrick Royce, I know is. I don't see it on Sunday. I think the lads are going to come home after that uh, 315 Central Time kickoff and be 1-3-1. So Trey Waynes is out. Mike Hughes is probably going to be playing on the outside with Mackenzie Alexander being the nickel corner full-time on Sunday. Hold on to your butts. (laughs) And then some. Oh, and Dalvin Cook's questionable. Just a little thing there. Dalvin Cook and his hamstring. Hold on to your butts. One, three, and one. You can't... Oh, and Cheryl's is the still only... out. So I, I don't think you can replace McKenzie. This time when he follows the wrong guy and or doesn't? Well, this, this is where, too, I, the only way their defense can have some sort of a bounce back is... Okay, you the the one thing I guess you have going for you is that Carson Wentz doesn't quite look like he's all the way back yet. But this might be the week where he is all the way back because he's got two games under his belt already this season. So maybe this is the third game. Maybe that and, third game is the one where he breaks out and he looks like the guy from last year. We'll see. And if he's but, not, still could exploit him. Yeah. Because the, the, the only thing I'm looking at for this defense now if that you're not going to have Trey Wayne's is you got to get a pass rush, man. You got to get you you have to get a pass rush. Oh, I've got some bad news. You have to. I've got some bad news there too. Of course, Griffin is out. He's been declared out, and Correct. he's and we have no idea when he's coming back. It's not going to be this week. It's not going to be almost certainly next week. It's going to be a while. It mm-hmm. might be several weeks. It might be months. Tayshawn Bauer, mm. defensive end, ankle also declared out. So this depth that you thought you were going to have. See, these are all the things for losing Cook and Bradford in 2017, Manny. These are all the things defensively that didn't go wrong last year. Yeah. That's, yeah. We talked about it. Like, all year they stayed pretty much injury-free. I mean, Griffin had the, had the what was it, plantar fasciitis? Yep. After the Browns game that he kind of played through. Yep. And we could we could see the the effect that it had on him. But outside of that, they were across the board. They were healthy. Nothing nothing major. And now you've got corners that are out. You've got defensive linemen that are out. You've got linebackers that are healthy but are nowhere to be found. You can't find Anthony Barr or Eric Kendricks with a searchlight right now. Well, I take that back. You can find Anthony Barr with a searchlight. He's getting burned by wide receivers. <laughs> you just had to cheap shot it, didn't you? Well, I just you just couldn't I mean, help but yourself. this is this no, is this is what we talked about. Though. I know, I know. You're right. You can't, you cannot, and and honestly, in I guess in their defense, this is kind of why they went out and got Kirk Cousins because I think they kind of anticipated. Look, we cannot rely on our defense being number Do one across that? the board. 
Do you think that? See, I always thought I thought they looked. Uh, well, I, I think they wanted to upgrade the position anyway. Oh, yes. But also understanding that you cannot you, you cannot rely on your defense being number one across the board. I thought and going injury free looked, for a sixteen game season again. I, I thought they looked at Keenum and said he's going to regress, and that's going to oh, yeah. and that's, that's going to sabotage too. our great defense. Mm. I never I never once thought that they questioned the ability of, of their defense to be near the top of the league again in scoring defense and. And yards allowed. I thought that they said to themselves, well, they "Should have anticipated." We don't it. trust Keenum. Well, you just know, defensively, health-wise, too many things went right. Yeah. You're not going to get that. That you cannot that, bank on well, that again. And that's the story of this franchise. When the window is open, they get their they get their upper body through it, but they can never get through that thing entirely. Yeah. You know, 2009. You said to yourself. Hold on a second, Brett Favre. This is unbelievable, and we're not going to get it. Brett Favre. I think turned forty during the course of two thousand nine. So you mm-hmm. are saying to yourself, "There's not a lot of this to come." And you got to the and you got to the Saints game, and you were given every opportunity. Statistically, mm-hmm. you won that game. You were given every opportunity to at least get to the Super Bowl, and you screwed that up. And then last year, you get to Philly, and I. I I just always thought during the course of last year, Zimmer was waiting for Case to melt down. And in Mike's mind, the defense was always going to be fine. But he, mm-hmm. it's not that he had to find his quarterback. It's that he felt that if they found the most reliable, best QB that they possibly they would could. Get him over the hump. Exactly. That, he would, that Kirk Cousins That's what was I the missing piece. He was the one missing piece. And so far, the fumbles are troublesome. But so far, statistically, he's been, he's been, he's been fine. He's been good. The fumble, the fumbles drive you crazy, and they drive me crazy. But he's, I mean, overall, he's been fine. Right, and the fumbles, the fumble against the Rams does drive you crazy. But if anyone had come to you in in the preseason and said, Manny Hill, the Vikings are going to go to the Coliseum and put up thirty one, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, okay, they're going to win by gonna two win. touchdowns, or at least, you know. 31 to 27 or something. Sure. But you never would have said to yourself, oh, and the defense is going to give up 38 points. Yeah. All right. I've, mm. I'm, going to, I'm going to give you hope. I went through the scenario because I am thoroughly convinced that the Vikings are going to come back from Philadelphia 1-3-1 and in their first five games. But believe it or not, I'm going to be a ray of sunshine when we return, and I'm going to give you purple hope. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, Uh-oh. although it sort of tastes funny. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. Start churning butter and put on your church shoes, little sister, because we're about to blast off. On 1500 ESPN. NBA 2K19 is now out, and you can win it on the 1500 ESPN stream player. NBA 2K19 cel- celebrates 20 years of redefining what sports gaming can be, from the uh, from best in-class graphics and gameplay to groundbreaking game modes. Get it now on Xbox One, rated E for everyone. Head to 1500ESPN.com for your chance to win a copy. TCL Broadcast Studios, Zolgad. Manny Hill, Phil will join the conversation at uh, 4 o'clock. We go, of course, until 6 o'clock. Football hour, Collar uh, with us at 5 o'clock. Sage Rosenfels, the former Vikings quarterback, by the way, and a weekly guest on the show on Fridays, uh, 5.15-ish. All right, here's where I'm selling hope, potentially. 
while I'm convinced that the Vikings are going to lose now on Sunday and come back 1-3-1 and in their first five games, Manny Hill, my hope rests on this. And the fly in the ointment here is the Buffalo loss. But let's just let's just assume or say for a second that that was a complete fluke. Just a no-show. Something was wrong that day, and it was a fluky loss. Okay. Your next four games after the Philadelphia game, home to Arizona on Sunday afternoon, the 14th of October. Cardinals are awful, 0-4. Mm-hmm. Now, Buffalo was too, but once again, <laughs> I, I'm assuming the Buffalo loss was a blip at least for the sake of this segment. <laughs> October 21st, you go and play at the Jets. They are 1-3. Sunday night, October 28th, you come back home and you play host to the Saints. Now, the Saints are good, 3-1. and one. That's a tough game. But then the fourth game in your last game before your bye is the 1-3 and three Lions, November 4th, at home. So in three or four games after Sunday, you've got the Cardinals, the Jets, the Saints, which is tough, and Detroit. That is your hope. That's your hope to get at least a chance going into the bye to run off, let's say, three or four, win three or four, beat the teams, in this case, that and you're supposed is, to beat. this is after if this is after, that they lose to Philadelphia. Right. This is after, okay. after Philadelphia. Your next four games before your bye week in November are Arizona, the Jets, the Saints, the Lions. So you win three out of four. That would put you at four, four, and one? Yes. Mm. Now the Bears, the Bears are off on Sunday. They are three and one. Green Bay plays at Detroit. And if they win, they will be three, one, and one. Okay. So you so what you essentially have to do, if you're the Vikings. I think what you have to do before you're by is at least put yourself in a position to feel as if you can pursue a wild card spot. Yeah, because it's, it's I'm not way, saying it's, it's perfect. Way, I'm just saying it's it's well, the only it's the only hope if you lose on Sunday. Because the way gotta, this division is shaping up right now, the Packers look like they're going to be okay, provided that Rodgers this knee thing with Rodgers is not going to be a huge issue. Which mm-hmm. it, so far, it doesn't really look like it's going to be. And you know, Chicago. Say what you want about Mitch Trubisky. That defense is serious business, man. Oakland screwed this division. Yeah. Absolutely did. Absolutely. And so, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that... I, I, I told this to Collar on the uh, Purple Podcast last night when we taped that Lucky's. I'm not convinced that Detroit is 1-3 bad. I don't think they're going to win this division, but they don't look like... They look like a 4-12 team... In week one, when the Jets went in there and blasted them. Yeah. But they're playing better. And they did turn around and beat New England a couple weeks later. And I don't think that they're going to be a pushover in this division. So you got three teams that that can beat you. I think they're going to turn on Patricia. You think so? I think he's way too much of a, I'm Belichick and we're going to run. And I think players, I think there comes a time. I think they're not going to be very good. They, they might be okay on, let's say, December 1st. And guys are going to just check out. Hmm. So I think Detroit, you got but the, the Bears like a seven and nine, eight and eight team to me. Well, if the Vikings come back from the Philadelphia game with a loss, their only hope, their only hope, is to go on a run through the next four games. Yeah. Let's transition. 
Is Jimmy leaving? Can Tibbs let him go? These are the days of our wolves. It's all fluid. You know, we'll, we'll take it day by day. Is there a date you have in mind where he needs to show up if he's still on the roster? No. For clarity's sake, I mean, you could be fining him, but you're choosing not to? Yeah, we're just, you know, we're trying to do what's best for the team. And, uh, and so we're focused on the guys that are here. I think that's the important part. Um, and obviously, you know, and we're trying to get something done. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll approach it as it comes. How do you feel about the ongoing discussions? Uh, they're ongoing. <laughs> All right. Ongoing. Manny Hill, give us the latest update on the Jimmy Butler saga. This is uh, from Chris Haynes, who uh, writes for, who covers the NBA for Yahoo Sports. The uh, uh, sources, Timberwolves and Clippers discussing Jimmy Butler trade. The Minnesota Timberwolves, I'll just read the whole thing here. The Minnesota Timberwolves and Los Angeles Clippers have uh, had ongoing discussions about a trade centered around all-star forward Jimmy Butler, league sources told Yahoo Sports. Uh, The Timberwolves' asking price has been deemed too high thus far, with multiple players and picks being requested, sources said. Mm -hmm. Uh, In any deal with the Clippers... (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Sorry. In any deal with the Clippers, Minnesota would prefer to acquire forward Tobias Harris, who I actually really like a lot for multiple reasons. One, because he's a pretty good player, and two, he's a former Tennessee Vol. Anyway, I continue. Uh, Sources said uh, various trade packages have been proposed on on both sides, but the Clippers do not intend to trade Harris. Uh, the Timberwolves brass hasn't fully engaged the Clippers' pitches, sources said, because it is believed that president of basketball operations and head coach Tom Thibodeau is holding out hope that he can persuade Butler to rescind his trade request. The Clippers, who can provide a max salary, are one of Butler's preferred destinations. The Clippers are also expected to be in the mix next summer for the services of Toronto Raptors all-star forward Kawhi Leonard and Golden State Warriors forward Kevin Durant. Good luck on the latter part of that. But um, good luck to the Clippers on the latter part of that. KD ain't going And that's nowhere. you, that's you, not uh, not uh, the Correct. author. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Um, but, yeah. Well, I'll just go back to, it is believed that President of Basketball Operations and head coach Tom, Tom Thibodeau is holding out hope that he can persuade Butler to rescind his trade request. What are we doing here? We've talked about it. What are we doing? Okay, you need to become at peace. Tibbs. You need to become at peace with what is going on. Tibbs, I, after it's yesterday, over. After yesterday's meltdown, I am now at peace. I am now at complete peace because I have moved on to my to my selfish, crappy oh my hockey gosh. team. It's over, Tibbs. You Look, know what's going it, on here? Like, okay, you want to get, you, you want to, I mean, we had Louie on yesterday, and Louie brought this up of pitting these teams against each other. Get Try to get Miami and the, and the Clippers in a bidding war with each other. Or Brooklyn, or, or or the Knicks, or something like that. By all means, do that because that's probably the best way you can get as good a deal as possible in this. But s- stop trying to hold on to hope that Butler's going to stay here. But you've he wants out. But Manny, you've answered this weeks, a, weeks ago, though. You no, but you answered this. He's not capable of orchestrating this trade. Honest to God, it's. it's but you called. No, but I'm. I'm still every day. I wake up and I'm hoping that he comes to the realization that it is over and that he needs to move on and he needs to do what's because he keeps saying when we, 
he, we heard in that soundbite, we're going to do what's right for the team. Okay, well, doing what's right for the team at this point is trading Jimmy Butler. It's not ideal. It's not exactly the way you wanted things to go, but that's what's best for the team right now. If he cared about what was best for the team... Stop trying to convince him to stay. He's not going to stay. If he was... If he cared about what was best for this franchise, he would be finding him on a daily basis for not being there. Hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. When's the last time that you had success dealing with a completely irrational human being? (laughs) Never. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is not a... This is not a sports... We're not... We are so far out of our element because we're not dealing with a normal sports situation here. When Lou Nanny told us about trading Bobby Smith circa 83 or so, Bobby came to him and said, Bill Mahoney's my coach and I can't play for him, so if you don't trade me, I'm going to retire. And Louie didn't like it, but he said, okay, Bobby. And, and Bobby Smith, if I'm not mistaken, was the number one overall pick in 78. I believe, mm-hmm. and I believe he was Louis's first pick as North Star GM. So Louis, and he was a great junior player. Mm-hmm. So Louis was attached to him. Like Louis loved Bobby Smith, but Louis could rationally take a step back and be like, "Okay, if I'm not going to fire Mahoney, which he didn't do, I have to trade him." And and this is a business transaction. And he also knew in, in his heart of hearts that he had to make the best trade possible, but it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to be what he wanted to do. But as a businessman, he did it. It was a rational situation. This, this is not is the right thing to do. It's what it was. What was this best not for ra- the franchise? But this is not rational. I know you're not. You're not dealing with somebody who is grounded in a rational business like way. You're dealing with somebody who, as you just read again, and every story is prefaced. And these are from different camps too. Like the leaks are coming from different people, but the one consistent leak that everybody basically says, every team, and I'm guessing agents as well, the one consistency is Tom's trying to convince Jimmy to stay. And it's everybody like saying that's, that. that's that's it's it's completely ridiculous to even have that thought at this point. Why 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 he does not want to be here. He wants to move on. Why are you and this is Look, it's more. What's crazy to me is that, in some ways, and and Jimmy is Jimmy is rippable for a lot of things here, as you've talked about, as we've talked about. But look, he's giving you an opportunity to not lose him for nothing. Yeah, you had opportunity to get something for him before he bolts in free agency next summer, because you're not going to be able to convince him to stay. You're not. He's giving you an opportunity. He's giving you an out here, right? But he's giving Take you. It. But he's giving you an out as a businessman, and Tibbs sees this as a relationship. <sighs> Krasinski at four thirty, correct? Yes, Johnny K is going to join us at four thirty, unless uh, I mean, unless something happens between now. It ain't and happening, maybe, but it doesn't sound but like you know anything's what? close right now. You know now. what? The good, the good, the one good thing about this entire situation is this. <laughs> I love playing this. Is Jimmy leaving? <laughs> Can Tibbs let him go? These are the days of our wolves. I will say, uh, if if you haven't gotten a chance 
uh, listen to our, the latest Raised by Wolves with myself and Derek James. We actually prevent, uh, presented the uh, a hypothetical scenario if the Wolves had not traded for Jimmy Butler, what this team could potentially look like today if they hadn't made that trade uh, in the summer of 2017. So it was an interesting talker. I'm sure it's depressing, too. It is because thinking about you know where they would be. I mean, it's it's actually <laughs> the funny thing is it actually kind of seems like they'd be in worse shape. But you know, who knows? It would be I hard for the Timberwolves right now to be in worse shape. People, people, I have an important announcement. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout Whoa. on 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. What now? What now? Let me tell you what now. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. If you're not running in any of the Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon events, you can still have fun cheering on all the runners. There will be cheer zones along the all along the race path, along with live bands and other great forms of entertainment. Please, uh, or plus, you can follow your runner's progress through the Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon weekend app. Uh, more details at 1500ESPN.com keyword events. Let's take a quick look at your traffic. Uh, 94 westbound, we do have a crash uh, in Maple Grove uh, near Weaver Lake Road and uh, 95th Avenue, adding about five minutes to your commute if you're headed uh, towards uh, Maple Grove and outside of the metro. So be on the lookout for that, Judd. Thank you, sir. TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie, right around the corner. Uh, Krasinski at uh, 4.30 to talk Timberwolves dysfunction and what's going on with uh, Jimmy Butler, as we just discussed, which is uh, Tibbs, of course, trying to hold on desperately. How were things last night at uh, Lucky's 13s for the uh, Purple Podcast that you and Matthew Collar did? It was great. It was great. We broke down the uh, the matchup coming up with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, it was a great crowd at Lucky's out in, out in uh, Mendota. We gave away... Uh, Gave away some wild tickets, uh, some wolves tickets, and some Vikings tickets. So it was uh, all it was three. A time. Yeah, really? Yeah, it was great. Wish they great share, crowd. Wish last they'd night. share yeah, the wealth really with me once in a while. <laughs> I might like. I, I might like some tickets. I mean, I go to a lot of games, but you know, tickets are great. Yeah, but uh, no, it was a good time. A lot of a lot of good people showing up and and uh, having having a good time. Great crowd last night. What's your general consensus on the attitude towards the Vikings right now? I can't get I can't get an exact read there. Like like the wild I know is apathetic. Yeah. The wolves I think are are maddening and frustrating, but I think there There's is still a, lot a curiosity. Very curious, yeah. The Vikings I can't get a read on right now. I can't I can't get a read on the public's perspective of this team. I think it's a mix of people I don't think a lot of people are upset. I think people are annoyed. With what's going on with the defense right now, and you think they're going to get upset if this continues, or do you think that they're just not surprised because we have seen we've seen this act? Yeah, this we town. have, and and I think I think it's a mix of people who are annoyed and people who are still very optimistic. I don't know if there's a lot of people that are like fuming, mad, and just like I'm done with this team. I don't sense that either, but I do think there are a lot of people that are kind of frustrated and kind of annoyed. Like this offensive line still has issues. We got guys on defense that are banged up, and the defense just hasn't been as good. I think there's frustration with that, and I think there's still a, a portion of people that are like, "Hey, we're, they're, they're one, two, and one, and they could win on Sunday and turn everything around." And there's still plenty of time; it's still early, type of. I which think Zim, that which Zim too. is trying to sell us, right? So I think it's a good mix of that, of those two things. But I don't know if there's anybody that's really like infuriated and just like, "I'm done with this team. I'm sick of this." 
My curiosity about the fans as well for this team is I do feel I do feel like because of what happened in 2010 that there is a little bit of a sense of resignation that if you didn't do it last year we're just in trouble that yeah. the team's in trouble I mean because it's we it's hard we, not, we have seen this sort of thing before it's where, hard not to go back to that yeah and I mean you just look at last year in particular you got Everything and I mean Moses part of the Red Sea for you, man. Like you well, got you 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 had no injuries on your defense. Your defense was number one across the board. Well, and Case Keenum was Case Keenum was that's not gonna happen again ever. Yeah. I mean you got you got the best out of Case Keenum that Case Keenum is ever gonna play in his entire career. Yeah. You you lose your rookie star running back, but you were able to get good production out of the guys behind him. Yeah. McKinnon and, and Murray. Yeah. And you stayed healthy on defense. You got a, a you had a play that typically and based on the history of the franchise usually goes against you in the Minneapolis Miracle. <laughs> and you have the Super Bowl in your backyard. And you go into Philadelphia and you get you get waxed and like that it was it was almost a perfect storm for them last year. True. And they didn't take advantage of it and you just wonder if if they're going to be able to come close to that again. The one thing that's really going to disappoint me, and, and I think it should d- disappoint people across the board if it doesn't happen, is if they don't get this defense fixed. Mm-hmm. That will that will actually d- disappoint. Might be the wrong word. Disappoint. Yes, really surprise me. Like it the, is, it is like amazing. the offensive line. They caused their own problems there, so I get it. Yeah, I don't approve, but you didn't address it. And then your left guard got hurt. That's on you. And you didn't take care of those things. So I'm not surprised if they don't straighten this defense out. And and I gave you the stats from the second half of that Saints game on. Mm-hmm. They're not just bad. They're horrendous. Yeah. Was it 30? Was it 31 points a game? Yeah, or it was something 30 like? plus points a game. That's. Hmm. If you take that game, Philadelphia, which I thought mistakenly was just a blip. But then these games and Buffalo, the Buffalo one is gonna that's gonna stick in their craw. Well, Buffalo goes to Green Bay and long. gets shut out, Manny. That that's the game. Nothing. That is the game that even if you do turn this around, and I said it that day, even if you do turn this around, and you let's say you finish like nine six and one or something like that, mm-hmm. make the playoffs as a wild card. Mm-hmm. Even if you even if you win the division at ten five and one or something like that, let's say. You gotta wonder if that if that loss to Buffalo is gonna come back to bite them. Oh, it most certainly will, I think. Because now you're in a situation you you, yeah. you have to win on Sunday just to just to make up for that. Because it was a bad loss at yes. home against a bad team. Yes. You gotta make up for that by going on the road and beating a good team, and you got the defending world champions this weekend. Yep. You gotta make up for it. And and, and even after you do that, if you're able to do that, you're still gonna to some degree, be looking back at that game and saying, damn, we should not have lost that game. And make no mistake, Buffalo is a bad team. I don't care how well they yeah. played that day. I, well, I don't like, care how the rookie quarterback played. They are a bad team. Well, it's just like last year, Judd, the, the loss at home to Detroit. That ended up being the difference between yeah. them hosting Philadelphia and going to Philadelphia for the NFC Championship game. You're right. If you win that game at home against Detroit, you go 8-0 at home, you're 14-2, and you got home field advantage. Throughout the playoffs, you're probably going to the Super Bowl. 
which, oh, by the way, was in your backyard. Right. But you were still 13-3. and three. Yeah. This is a season where, and, and it's just, this is, it's just astounding that what was your bread and butter absolutely in your head coach's calling card. It just looks in shambles right now. Yeah, it's not just sort Between of bad. Between bad play and yeah. injuries and other stuff. It's not know? sort of bad. Right it's, now it's, it's off the it's charts bad. bad. Yeah. TCL Broadcast Studios come back. Mackie joins the program next. Uh, don't forget Krasinski to talk Wolves dysfunction 430. Collar at 5 and Sage Rosenfels around 515. An action-packed show when we get back. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. So long, losers! On 1500 ESPN.